Bienvenidos a la Didioso. Soy Enrique Barnes y presidente es el mejor cerveza. No abate por No Filter Network. Will the Thrill Clark not with us this morning? Miguelito Sandiaguito not with us this morning. Hunter Pence not with us this morning, but we take the Hunter Pants fingers, as my kids like to call them, and we raise them up to salute each and every one of you. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. Remember this, folks, when we are juiceful, we are useful. And when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. A very pleasant good morning to you on the 5th day of February and the 5th day of the Daily Hustle 22-day challenge. First and foremost, before we get cranking, let's not forget our title sponsor, Bet Online. That's right. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything. From the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today. To get into all the action, bet online where the game starts. We are also brought to you by KT Tape. That's right. Get yourself some of the standard KT Tape or the Pro Oxygen. It's pretty simple. You put the tape on, it lifts the skin, promotes blood flow to the area, reduces inflammation, and alleviates pain. Lastly here, and certainly not least, go to TriVerge, TriVerge.com. Talk to our guy, Jory, over there. Type in the promo code LTP10. You guys got it? LTP10. It's, oh, that just squirted up in the air. It's lemon ginger and cannabis. What more do you want? Just fucking goodness. No other way to put it. Mm, I'm going to go for it. Mm. <sighs> Triverge.com. L-T-P-10. Okay. Also, let's not forget to go pick yourself up a copy of... The brand new Let Them Play book, a parenting and coaching guide to youth sports. Uh, Tom Grief, former Major League Baseball player, manager, general manager, all of it. Just a baseball lifer, Mr. Ranger, they call him. Uh, here is his quote on LTP. I completely endorse the LTP program. Serious players looking to compete at their highest level and grow their game will thrive. Eric Burns challenges Every player in a fun and positive way, his energy and love for baseball combined with his background, thorough knowledge of every aspect of the game, and his ability to teach it, make him the best youth coach I have seen. Dude, I literally like it. First time I read that, it choked me up. I had tears in my eyes. I wish I was a kid again so I could go play for myself, Tom Grief. 
Tom Grieve is a kid. Tom Grieve is one of the better people I've met in my life. <clears throat> I, it, probably top five of just overall great people. And we had the opportunity to coach Sam Danzi, who is Tom Greaves' grandson. Katie, I dealt with a lot more than the dad, but Katie is Tom's daughter. What a family. Just awesome. And I've spent some time around Ben, played with him for a short period of time in Oakland. We had Barrett, his kid, come out and play for us. The first tournament that Sam came out as well. It would have been nice to get Barrett into the mix a little bit more uh, so we could have spent more time, you know, around Tom and Ben and everybody else. But just a terrific family and grateful for the opportunity to have coached them. Okay, let's get right into the Daily Hustle Challenge for today. And I apologize for my East Coasters. Every night I've gone before I've gone to bed, I schedule the Daily Hustle 222 Challenge to go out at four in the morning. And I woke up this morning at four per usual and went about my day and then realized that about six, I go, holy shit, man. They did not send out. And I did, I did hit it. It said pause for some whatever reason. But I did send it out. It was supposed to go out at 4, but unfortunately it did not. So at 6 a.m. Pacific time is when the challenge went out. Okay, here we go. Daily Hustle Day 5 Challenge. Write a letter to yourself 10 years ago. The letter can be formatted any way you would like. It can be a recap of the past 10 years with specific reflections. Or possibly you could create some sort of life guide based on what you have learned over the past decade of experiences. More than anything, this is a self-reflective creative writing exercise. The only rules are that there are no rules. So if you feel so inclined to channel your inner Edgar Allan Poe and write the letter in a poem format, how about it? Benefits of creative writing include building confidence, gaining perspective. Encouraging self-expression, expanding creativity, enhancing focus, and exploring imagination. On that note, here's mine. Holy shit, dude. What a decade to look forward to. A bunch of Ironmans, ultra marathons, the Western States 100, a triathlon across the country, and a speed golf world record. I'll explain more when I show you the two award-winning documentaries we produced. We had a hell of a ride at MLB Network. And somehow found a way to take home four Emmys. Yet, as you know, even good things in life often get stale after a while. So, we figured it was time to make a move. And, well, move the fuck on. That said, we co-founded a brand new interactive live streaming platform. Much more our speed. No filter network. Simply put, it's badass and has the potential to revolutionize how we both produce and consume content. We also teamed up with our childhood hero, Will the Thrill Clark. And just so happened to have one of the most entertaining and authentic shows ever created called Deuces Wild. Not shocking, it is a top-rated show slash podcast in the industry and has been absolutely killing it, garnering hundreds of thousands of views each week. Somewhere over the past 10 years, we also figured out we liked to write and knocked out four different books while creating the Daily Hustle blog and corresponding 
podcast. That's this. The Effort List, the Daily Hustle 222, a triathlon across America coffee table book documenting the adventure, as well as the soon-to-be-released parenting and coaching guide to use sports called Let Them Play. And yes, they're all future bestsellers, even though they don't even know it. They will be. Our family also created the Let Them Play Foundation as a way to raise and distribute money to different youth activity organizations in an attempt to ensure all kids stay active and get their rightful opportunity to play. We recently built the Let Them Play Travel Organization as well, separate from the foundation, and have quickly expanded out to seven different teams throughout the country dedicated to teaching baseball the right way. Quick shout out, by the way, to the new El Dorado Hills 10U team taking home the NCS championship this weekend to kick off their LTP tenure. That's awesome. Nice work, boys. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. There's this whacked out baseball team called the Savannah Bananas that we coach and help kick off their first world tour. I think Harlem Globetrotters for baseball and steroids. Ironically, they have three times more social followers than any other big league team and are now selling out major league stadiums in minutes. As parents, with Tara leading the charge, we've done a decent job raising the Groms and seemingly have put them on paths to be pretty decent human beings. The kids are 12, 13, and 14, and none of them have flunked out of school yet. Nobody's addicted to crack. The kids are 12, 13, and 14, and no, I already just said that. Meanwhile, maybe I'm the one on crack. The... They are kicking ass on the ski slopes, baseball field, and at the barn. That said, they will all go through different emotional phases. So, just as dad reminded us before he passed, let's not be little bitches and take our feelings too personally. As you can see, the past 10 years have provided some incredible experiences and educational lessons that have accompanied them. Recently, we've become obsessed with pickleball. We still have five bulldogs. Our marriage is strong only because Tara's a saint. And we are certainly looking forward to what the next decade may have in store that all said i leave you with three pieces of advice to best handle the next 10 years number one protect time time is the most precious resource we possess other than obligatory tasks don't waste a single fucking minute of it by doing anything you don't want to do number two stay present the past is over and the future is a novelty concept we will never be able to reach the greatest gift we can ever give somebody is our complete and total presence. The place is here. The time is now. Number three, keep charging. Certain outside influences will do whatever possible to slow us down. Always remember that motion is lotion and energy creates energy. Juiceful equals class useful juiceless equals class fucking useless stay juicy folks ebps click pick below and pick up the brand new copy to let them play party coaching guide to your sports and the blue link to join today's daily hustle live interactive video pod or catch later the day on apple spotify caffeine tv or fubo if you're joining on any of those, if you could leave a review, and if you're feeling generous, hit the five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Okay, big weekend. Uh, last night, Pickleball Slam 2. 
No other way to put this. It was McEnroe. Let me try to get this right here. McEnroe played with Sharapova as well as James Blake. And so they did three matches, right? They're rotating out. Uh, and then you had Andre Agassi, my boy, buddy of mine. Got that great pick with him from a couple months ago. Steffi Groff, obviously his wife and the tennis legend, one of the greatest to ever do it. And then it was Jock, the professional pickleball player who used to be a tennis player. Look, he got as high as eighth in the world. So let's pump the brakes before we discredit him. And he was really humble and just seems like a real good guy. He was the best player there, though. That like certainly Blake's good. Blake is pro level. Mac impressed me. I don't maybe I'm wrong. I don't I'm not sure if he puts as much into it as the other guys. He's also older. I mean, he's 64 years old. Sharapova is gonna be a, a beast. She had a couple of footfall lines on the kitchen that they called her out on. And then John McEnroe, if you watched him last night and you thought to yourself that he was improvising or inauthentic in the way he was arguing calls, you're fucking crazy. That is the exact same John McEnroe that I fell in love with as a kid. And so here I am watching a pickleball exhibition. That's it, right? And I was fucking mesmerized by McEnroe. And as much as I wanted to root for Agassi and Graf, because I think they got a great story and it was cool to see them playing together. And Agassi is such a nice guy. Just incredible. How he comes across on television is exactly what I experienced in real life with him. But there's something about John McEnroe that just resonates with me. He got upset when they called Sharapova out on the football. And he asked if they could have a review. Well, they would not review it. And then they end up losing the next point, which lost them the game. McEnroe proceeded to lash out by saying, kiss my ass. Several times through the course of the match, they completely cut out the audio. And it was a thousand percent because McEnroe was cussing. I love this guy. I do. And although I do think he could have been a better tennis player, he could be a better, better pickleball player by not being so emotional, there's still that passion, energy, and effort that makes you, makes me at least, fall in love with him. I got to get him on the Daily Hustle. I don't know how it's even possible, but. I really 
have got to get John McEnroe on here. He just, he, he got so caught up in the moment. And you could see it in his eyes where he almost blacks out. And he was very honest. And the way he fought till the end was just incredible. He had some points where Andre was just slamming it at him. And, you know, he's a lefty and just like, God, like some defense points that were awesome. So overall, I told my wife and my children as soon as it was over that I would watch that on TV every fucking night, every night. I am obsessed with pickleball, so that probably helps. But the beauty of it is that I don't have to watch the top pros. That was a relatively amateur game. I don't even know what level you classify it, right? Because you had Jock, who's a pro. You had Blake, who's a pro. So when they were in there, half of their teams were pros. But then you had Mac, who's like, I don't know, maybe a 4-0. <laughs> it's, you know, and then you had Andre, who I'm sure is probably creeping closer to that 5-0 category. And Graf and Sharapova, who it's kind of new to them. But regardless, and I think this is the beauty of it, is that when you watch, you see yourself out there. And it re- you could relate to... Oh, yeah, I know that drop shot that I hit in the net 15 times. I it, And you could tell, like, you could see that they kind of do this with the wrist as opposed to just keep, keeping the shoulder nice and still and just put it back over. So, overall success. I'd love to see the ratings one way or another on how they actually did. Uh, I got to imagine it did pretty well. Maybe I'm wrong. I No, no clue. But... It seemed like a raging success to me. Okay. Uh, Today's top story, Atmospheric River Slams, California. We got, let's call it one to two feet. Probably two feet yesterday. We were supposed to get three to four. It's still snowing right now. It's not majorly snowing. Went out, absolutely carved the powder uh, yesterday. All fine and dandy. But in the Bay Area and in Southern California, they're getting pounded with rain. A dire situation is unfolding in California's deadly atmospheric river storm continues to slam the state with torrential rain, destructive wind gusts, and catastrophic flash flooding. Giuseppe Pepe Manuele sent me a picture of a tree in our area that is, is down. The No, ironically. It's the, the street that is down on his burning tree. So the tree is down, just completely fell over the road. And I mean, that's just, that's minuscule compared to what's going on in Southern California. They're just getting too much rain and it's flooding, whether it's Los Angeles, whether it's Hollywood Hills, they're talking about cars. And this is really kind of sick. I, and I apologize, but uh, cars in the Hollywood Hills, like floating down the street. I couldn't help but smile a little bit, right? There was one fatality up in Yuba City where a guy was outside. He was on a ladder. He was trying to remove some debris. 
Apparently, a redwood fell on him. No bueno. So, look, stay safe out there. This is becoming more the norm. I think Perispera ought to straw with all this through hardship to the stars. We're going to have to learn how to better protect our environment and our resources as these atmospheric rivers continue to come because we're not slowing down. It's going to happen. And so, say, for example, this morning, starting at 7.30 a.m., so for about two hours now, just pa, 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 pa. Hit my hat. Pa. One Abbey bomb after another. So stay safe out there. It looks like the storms are going to continue through today. A little off and on tomorrow. At least I'm speaking for the Tahoe region. And then that'll be it. I'm heading to Arizona tomorrow for some pickleball, some golf, little Phoenix Open. I uh, chance to rekindle the little flame with my buddies that we used to do this golf tournament every single, every single year, right about this Phoenix over time and go out to AZ. And then I don't know. I probably missed the past two or three uh, Houston street. There's a name you would recognize is one of the guys that's going to be there. I'm going to try to do a sit down with him. I think that'd be pretty cool. This was one of the best closers of our time when he was hot and rolling and going. So I think it'd be cool to get him on and just catch up uh, with him on life. And this is a guy who had that killer instinct, that absolute slayer mentality. So I think all of us could learn a lot from his approach to pitching, which is very similar to his approach in life as he's continuing to kill it in the, the business world. Uh, another big story here. The truth behind Chipotle's burrito season hiring spree. Check this out. Last week, in sharp contrast to the ugly layoff news coming out of other big companies, Chipotle announced it's looking to hire 19,000 workers over the next month. The reason, according to the fast casual chain, is preparing for an annual surge in Mexican food consumption that lasts from March through May. Burrito season is what it's called. The company says it represents the busiest time of year. So if you're into rolling burritos, which I think I would be, I mean, what a, I think everyone needs to work in the service industry at one point or another. So what a cool opportunity if you're looking to go ahead and roll some burritos. Chipotle will be hiring. All right. Super Bowl week is here. And we got 10 compelling stories to follow leading us up to the big game. Both teams have arrived in Las Vegas. And it should be a hell of a week out there in Sin City. All right. Here are the compelling stories to follow. Number one. Las Vegas is the host city. Just that alone is a story. The NFL world this week descends on Sin City, which welcomes it with open arms for the first time hosting the Super Bowl. The NFL has held a Pro Bowl and a draft in Las Vegas, but the Super Bowl is much is a much bigger deal. The three-year-old Allegiant Stadium should be an impressive setting for the biggest game of the year 
and in Kansas City and San Francisco, the NFL has two fantastic teams to showcase. The big question is whether everyone affiliated with the NFL can navigate this week without a hitch. Legalized sports gambling has translated into increased revenue for the league, but officials have warned teams that everyone must steer clear of the casinos and that no player in the game or not may bet on the Super Bowl. There are plenty of other distractions this week, but each team has gone to great lengths to try to help their players avoid them. Both the Chiefs and the 49ers are staying roughly 45 minutes away from the strip. At this point, the margin for error is razor thin and mental fortitude often serves as a deciding factor more than the physical. Which team will avoid distractions in the pitfalls while maintaining optimum focus and preparation for Sunday's big game? Question mark. Patrick Mahomes, pursuit of greatness. Most NFL players spend their entire careers in pursuit of one Super Bowl appearance, and then there's Patrick Mahomes, who is playing in his fourth and chasing his third Lombardi trophy before his 29th birthday. This is insane. At various points this season, it looked as if Mahomes and the Chiefs lacked the firepower to reach the stage, but they are still standing. Number three here, Andy Reid's growing legacy. These are 10 storylines to follow. Remember the old days when Andy Reid was regarded as a good coach but deemed incapable of winning the big one? Now, 19 years after his Super Bowl debut, a 24-21 Philadelphia Eagles lost to New England Patriots, Reid will make his fifth Super Bowl appearance. He'll be going for his third Super Bowl win in five seasons and his second in a row. Evolution of Chiefs defense. The Chiefs' march to the Super Bowl may be among their most impressive because of the way they evolved after salary cap-induced roster turnover. Mahomes still has a trusty tight end, Travis Kelsey, but the story-wide receiver unit is a thing of the past. This year, the Chiefs have to rely heavily on their D. The next big story at the Super Bowl, of course, is probably number one in most people's eyes. I know it's my daughter's. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Love it or hate it, this story isn't fizzling over the next six days. The romance truly was appointed by the entertainment gods. Kelsey is one of the most colorful personalities in the NFL and one of the most dominant tight ends in history. Swift is the biggest pop star of this generation. Half of NFL fans have great fatigue over the very mention of Swift and the 30 or so seconds she is showing cheering for her bow during Chiefs games. The other half find it delightful. If you think about it, it's 30 seconds. Who gives a shit? If it draws that many more people to it and it allows the standard NFL fan to go ahead and make a few jokes, it's all good for the game. All right. Unfinished business is the next big storyline. For who? The 49ers. For the last five seasons, the Niners have been among the league's standard bearers, reaching the playoffs four times and winning two NFC championships. This represents their first trip back to the Super Bowl since 2019 season when San Francisco lost the Lombardi Trophy despite leading 20-10 midway through the fourth quarter. Kansas City went on a 21-0 run to steal the 31-20 victory. I watched a replay, or at least parts of a replay of that game the other night. San Francisco fucking blew it. 
They just blew it. There's no other way to put it. They should have won that game. Uh, next big storyline, Brock Purdy's validation. Brock Purdy's rise from Mr. Irrelevant to San Francisco's answer at quarterback has been one of the most impressive and inspiring stories in the NFL over the last season and a half. Purdy has gone 17-4 in regular season starts while completing 68.7% of his passes for 5,654 yards, 44 touchdowns, and just 15 interceptions. He also has helped his team reach the conference championship game in back-to-back years. And last week, he put the 49ers on his back while dissecting and directing a 34-31 comeback victory over the Lions. Uh, It says, but the questions about Purdy's persist for some critics who still can't view him as anything more than a game manager. These guys are fucking idiots. Seriously. I mean, at this point, if you don't believe in Brock Purdy, there's something wrong with you. And he's a great story. Like, why do you want to bury what it... He's Mr. Irrelevant! Who's now and will be the most relevant guy in this game when they take down the Chiefs. Niners are winning this game. They are. And what a great story for Purdy. Real man of faith out there preaching the gospel. It's good for humanity. Kyle Shanahan, his historic quest, the impressive 44-year-old coach, hopes to finally seal the deal after being part of the two Super Bowl collapses, a 2019 loss, and the Falcons offensive coordinator in Super Bowl LI when Atlanta blew a 28-3 lead to the Patriots and lost 34-20. Oh, that was awful. But Shanahan also has the opportunity to make history for another reason this Sunday. If the 49ers beat the Chiefs, Shanahan will join Mike Shanahan as the only father-son tandem to each win Super Bowls as head coaches. That'd be pretty cool. Christian McCaffrey's legacy. This is a guy we're not talking about enough. Shanahan isn't the only figure with a shot at father-son history. San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey is trying to join his father, Ed. In the Super Bowl Victor Club, the elder McCaffrey won a Super Bowl as a wide receiver for the 49ers in the 1994 season, then followed Mike Shanahan to Denver, where he won two more Super Bowls. If Christian wins his ring Sunday, he and Ed would become only the second father-son tandem to win Super Bowls with the same organization. Giants linebacker Steve DeAussi and his long snapper son, Zach DeAussi were the first. A Super Bowl victory would also put McCaffrey in the discussion of the best running back of this generation. McCaffrey, a three-time Pro Bowler selection, Pro Bowl selection, two-time All-Pro for his play with the 49ers and Carolina Panthers is among the league's active leaders in all-purpose yards with 10,728. I mean, that's that's a number that matters. I, and I, I don't want to overdo it. I do think he's the greatest football player I've ever seen. I do. All around. Not the best running back, Barry Sanders. Not the best wide receiver, is Jerry Rice. Not the best quarterback, is Tom Brady. But just in terms of doing absolutely fucking everything, Christian McCaffrey is a dude. And then Trent Williams' final box to check. Trent Williams has long been praised as one of the best left tackles of the game, earning Pro Bowl honors in 11 and 13 seasons. The first team All-Pro selections each of the last three seasons. Much of Williams' success came despite enduring years of dysfunction in Washington, where his team reached the postseason only twice. But after joining Shanahan in San Francisco in 2020, Williams has finally enjoyed a payoff for his efforts 
and all the injuries through which he played. Williams already is viewed as a future Hall of Famer, and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy would make him a lock. A win would give him the final and only accolade he has truly cared about during his storied career. So there's 10 storylines to watch. That's going to be a great Super Bowl. It's just, it is. And part of the Super Bowl, and part of having a great Super Bowl, is having the storylines leading up to the Super Bowl. So super stoked for that. Okay, let me check something out here. I got an interview coming up with Brad Sesmat. That's right, 9.45 a.m. He's live on there right now, so we won't be able to send the Zoom until 15 minutes before you hit. Email you the Zoom link. All right. I'm going to have to get to that. I'm like two minutes late. We got Steve Garvey running for Senate and the MLB all underrated team. We will bring at you mm, probably tomorrow. I'm traveling tomorrow morning, so I got to try to figure out the best time to do the Daily Hustle. Might end up doing it in the afternoon. Also need to talk to Thrill about Deuces Wild potentially tomorrow night. But let's send you guys all off on a uh, positive note with a little James Allen. Thought and purpose. Until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. With the majority, the bark of thought is allowed to drift upon the ocean of life. Aimlessness is a vice, and such drifting must not continue for him who would steer clear of catastrophe and destruction. They who have no central purpose in their life fall an easy prey to petty worries, fears, troubles, and self-pities, all of which are indications of weakness, which lead just as surely as deliberately planned sins to failure, unhappiness, and loss, for weakness cannot persist in a power-evolving universe. A man should conceive of a legitimate purpose in his heart and set out to accomplishment. He should make this purpose the centralizing point of his thoughts. It may take the form of a spiritual ideal or it may be a worldly object according to his nature at the time of being, but whatever it is, he should steadily focus his thought forces upon the object which he has set before him. All right, everyone have a fantastic day. Uh, John Davis, Pete, love you guys, man. John Emmanuel Ramos, Henderson in McCarthy City. Yes, sir. We are international once again. Michelle Drew, Phoenix. Gene out there in Minnesota. Everyone have a great day. See ya.